you for joining the Chai Academy. Thank you for joining me today. We are continuing the thoughts of Jewish ethics and beliefs. So um, this is this has uh, been an ongoing class for a while, but each class is self-contained. Um, there are literally hundreds of classes now that I, I have given. I'm Rabbi Sachs. And you can find them on, on the Chai Center website, thechaicenter.com forward slash academy, YouTube, Spotify. Um, and uh, it would make a great, uh, a great review. And you can go through, they're all, they're all listed under separate categories, should be pretty easy to find. Today's um, ethic, Jewish ethic, is called Tsar Balei Chaim, the prohibition of, 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 of hurting an animal, any animal. There is a, there's a, there's a, there's a prohibition. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a biblical prohibition and the, the Torah, number of places where the Torah really tries to sensitize us to be kind, gentle to animals. And, and I think, I think in general, generally speaking, it's not, it's not always true. Um, it's not always true, but when somebody's kind to animals, they're generally a kind person. You know, they talk about these, um, you know, these kids, these, these, these children that grow up to be psychopaths. So the, the, it was, it was there. They used to take the wings off flies, right? And they used to uh, do terrible things to animals, cats and birds. Um, and then they grew up to be psychopaths. So it's, it's um, not many people not, don't know anything about, uh, um, they have no, no connection to animals. So they, they don't have the feeling towards animals. If you're a pet owner, my goodness, you fall in love with your pet. I only found this out recently. But if you're not a pet owner, you, you, know, you may not be as, as sensitive. The Torah therefore spells it out very clearly. And we'll go through a few of them today. First of all, I find it fascinating in the Decalogue, in the Ten Commandments, the Torah writes as follows. On the Sabbath, right, remember the Shabbat day, no work shall be done. You, your manservant, your maidservant, your animals. You're not allowed to work an animal on Shabbat. An animal needs a day of rest. A human being obviously needs a day of rest. Not obviously because, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, they used to work people seven days a week. Uh, you know, the, the sweatshop factories, etc. Um, I kind of work seven days a week. Um, the, the, um, but the Torah tells us, you know what? You take off, your animals take off. So there's no, there's no plowing with the animals. There's no um, working your animals. It's a day of rest for them. I mean, talk about sensitivity. You have off, they have off. It's, it's uh, to me, to me that's, that's, that's incredible. And, and once again, it, it um, makes you view an animal as not something that's just dispensable. Oh, they can work 20, 24, 7, etc. Horses get tired. Dogs get tired, right? 
etc. Um, so that's that's the first thing immediately that comes to mind when I think of um, animals rest. I mean, who who else comes up with this stuff? The Torah tells us that while an animal is in the field, um, an animal must not be muzzled. You cannot put a muzzle on a, on a horse, on a goat, on a donkey, on a cow. That's considered cruel, right? Because it's looking at the grass, it's looking at the uh, you know the vegetation, and it can't because it's 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 muzzled. So the Torah makes it very clear: no muzzling. You just can't. When the animal's not working, the animal's going between people, and you're nervous of a bite, etc. A camel's gonna. Then you put the muzzle. But when it's in the field, right? You cannot muzzle it. You cannot muzzle it. Whether you have enough or you don't have enough, you're not allowed to muzzle it. It's a biblical command. You cannot muzzle your animal and prevent them from from um, eating eating food. Another thing from the Torah that we see. Hello, Big Mo. Another thing the Torah that we see. The Torah tells us. You know, in the, in the, now we have tractors plowing and we have this and that and the other. Back in the day, the Torah tells us, uh, the Amish have it now too, um, that, that um, you used to use an oxen to, to, to plow or you used to use a horse to plow. So you can use an oxen, you can't muzzle them once again. You can use, you can use horses. But you cannot use one horse and one ox, two horses, two ox. You can't do it. The Torah says that's a no-no. It's a biblical command. And the reason for that is, is because it's not equal. A horse doesn't pull the same, um, whether it's strength. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a veterinarian. But um, a, a horse doesn't, doesn't pull the same as a cow, and a cow doesn't pull the same as a horse. And therefore, you have two separate breeds pulling it's unfair to one of them right and you would you would think like it's so benign it's so benign and pulling a plow who cares what you Torah tells us no watch out watch out we don't want to hurt an animal it's not fair um so so um so I find that I find that once again remarkable um, Another biblical command is that if you see a bird's nest and you wish to partake of the eggs, I apologize if there's any vegans here, but you wish to you wish to have the eggs, you cannot just take the eggs. That's too hurtful and painful for the mother. So if you want the eggs, you have to send away the mother bird and make sure it's away and doesn't come back. Not as if it circles and comes back, then you gotta send it away again. At some point you gotta give up. But you cannot take it in her presence. It's too painful for the bird. The bird is, is emotions. The bird um, you know recognizes its 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 offspring. And for you just to come and pluck it is 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 a terrible thing. I personally love um, you know to, to watch all these um, natural geographic and um, I mean, you just see, you, it's as clear as day to me that the, the animals, whether it's a lion or whether it's a uh, deer or a goat, they have such, an elephant, especially an elephant, they have such sensitivities and they're, they're, so, they're so in tune. 
and um, therefore don't take the eggs if the mother bird is around. In the Talmud, it says a fascinating piece of Talmudic law that says that when you get up in the morning, you have to feed your animal that, that's in your responsibility, pet or, or uh, work. Um, you have to feed the animal before you feed yourself. While you sit down and have your Wheaties, while the animal is waiting and it's hungry, right? Um, so, so that's 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 unacceptable. So, therefore, you have to feed the animal before you sit down to eat. You have to feed the animal. Um, and and why you're not allowed to work the animal, and why you certain things you're not allowed to do on Shabbat. On, on Shabbat, there's so many things you're not allowed to do. You are allowed to uh, milk your milk your dairy cows because otherwise it's painful. So even though you're not supposed to um, do that type of work on Shabbat, however, because it's painful to the animal, you can do it. Um, so now moving on, apologize once again to to vegetarians, but in Judaism we we we, we do eat meat and we do eat poultry etc beef and, and 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 we do however the Torah tells us that the animal has to be killed before we eat it no such thing as eating you know if, it, if it's not fully dead which is an obvious you would think but the Torah tells us it has to be ritually slaughtered what the ritual slaughter is I studied to, to slaughter chickens I couldn't bring myself to do it but I did study um, is is that the 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 um, it is quick. Now, when people tell you it's quick and painless, I'm telling. How do you know it's painless? Um, you know, people say about about the circumcision. Oh, it's painless. The baby's only. How do you know it's painless? Um, so so um, so the, so the ritual slaughter is is the knife is extremely sharp on both sides of the blade, and you cannot stop once you start. There's no hesitation. You have to start it and end it. And you cannot, you cannot hesitate. If you hesitate, the animal's not kosher. So therefore, any any slaughterer that works for this company, kosher animal sells for a lot more. Uh, the, believe me, the company will let, let this person have it if they hesitate. You cannot hesitate. It has to be one motion without any hesitation. And it's extremely, extremely sharp. And you, you, um, um, there is no ritual slaughter for fish. Fish you take out of the water, um, and um, and you can you can pound them actually. It's, it's or you can wait. There's no there is none. Um, so so um, I forget what it was. But um, the 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 um, so 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 it's very quick, very quick. Now. There are places that are that ban ritual slaughter, right? Places in Europe that ban ritual slaughter, um, and and I'm not sure what the concern is, but it cannot be because of pain. It cannot be because shrita is proven slaughter ritual slaughter is proven that it is um, extremely quick. Once again, I don't believe in the painless business. Um, extremely quick as opposed to putting a bullet as opposed to to hitting 
the animal on the head. Um, uh, you know, they do it, they take, it's like a bolt. I'm sorry, once again, to Eileen. Um, um, and and um, that is absolutely a lot more painful, agonizing. It takes longer. In addition to that, there's a reason why there's such a thing called mad cow disease, because when you bolt the animal's head, brain matter goes into the spinal column, and, and that's not a good thing um, if the animal is infected. Ritual slaughter doesn't allow brain matter. It severs the brain from the rest. So, um, and um, the, 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 it, it is, it is um, an extremely efficient way. It, it's all gory. And uh, anybody, anybody is who is a, um, a vegetarian, I get it. I do get it. I absolutely do get it. Um, now, according to Judaism, you're not allowed to hunt. It's unacceptable to hunt. You can trap an animal and then slaughter it humanely. But to, to shoot an animal, then track it down for the next four hours until you find it struggling and then you shoot it is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. It, it, it is, it is, you know, and by the way, and as Jews, you know, we've been, we've, we've been the hunted for years, right? We're, we're, we're the hunted. So we need to side with the, with the hunted, not with the hunters. Um, you're not allowed to hunt. Just, it, it, it's done. A question here about halal. So halal is, is, um, is, is not kosher. Um, I, I, I know that, that, um, I know that Muslims, if they can't find the halal meat, they do eat kosher, but it's not true in the reverse. For something to be kosher, um, has to be go through a ritual slaughter with blessings and, 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 and other things as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's aside from slaughtering, there's also checking. I mean, this is not a course on kosher per se, but, um, this is about, uh, this is about, um, cruelty to animals. Um, now, my, my so shechita, the actual shechita, slaughter, I don't have a problem with. I get it. I get it. What I do have a problem with is if, if this kosher slaughterhouse mistreats the animals. Um, and, you know, they pack too many chickens in a, in, a, in a box. I've seen it. It's not nice. It's not right. Um, it's, not, it's not okay. So even though the animal was slaughtered humanely, um, it, 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 it suffered before. And likewise, if there's too many, you know, too many cattle or, um, and, and, and I don't, I'm not familiar with, with all the nuances, but obviously I don't think one cow should watch the other cow. Um, you know, and if it's done, it's wrong. Um, by the way, the, 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 um, I, I don't know where they do it, but you know, I think, I think it's in France, but I'm not sure is where they put a live lobster in a hot pot. I mean, that is, that is hideous. That is, that is inhumane. That's, uh, you know, uh, who, who would do such a thing? Who would do such a thing? So boil someone to death. I mean, it's just, you know, all this is out. All this is out. You have to treat the animal with, um, you know, with, with, with reverence. And by the way, if, if you, um, there are some people, Rav Cook, for example, because of this, where an animal suffers, he, he was a vegetarian during the week. He only ate meat, fish, 
on Shabbat in honor of the Shabbat, but but um, the rest the rest of the week, um, the rest of the week he 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 was a vegetarian, and um, I'm not sure you mean all restaurants here do it, but um, the the the, the it's it's you know it. it I don't, you can halakhically eat meat every night, eat chicken every night, but um, it, it's, it's, there's probably no need to, to eat chicken and meat every night, no need to. Um, I personally, I personally in my house, my wife and kids, we have, we have a disallowed veal. We do not allow a veal in the house because that's a particularly torturous process. Veal is where they do not let the animal move because they want it really soft, and the animal's confined to a small space, and so it can gain no muscle. Um, and um, and and so in my house, you will not find veal. You won't find veal at all, and it's it's, it's all sort of on principle. Now, my little boycott doesn't do anything. Of course, it doesn't do anything. But at least I know I'm not participating in the in this 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 uh, horrific. Um, acts that they seem to get away with. So yeah, boiled lobsters and shellfish alive. I, I to me, I, I don't know how it's legal. I just I don't understand. I mean, you know, you know, you're not a lot of, you know, you're not you're not a lot of torture a cat or a dog, and and, and if you do, if it's abuse, they arrest you, etc. But you can put a lobster in a, in a in a boiling hot pot. I I don't get it. It makes me upset. Um, and. Um, so real, yeah. Real. Likewise, likewise, and it is banned, I believe, in the United States. The foie gras, where they force feed a duck or they force feed a goose, it's unacceptable. So if there's kosher, um, if, if there's if there's kosher foie gras, um, the 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 um, I don't think that you could eat it. We can't. This was this was made specifically. To, to really force feed a, a duck or a goose, and it's really, really unacceptable. And uh, so I would never, I would never buy it. So Lenny asked a question, where they banned kosher ritual slaughter, did they allow halal? It's a great question, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think it was in Sweden, where they banned, or they attempted to ban, or some area in Sweden. I don't know, Sweden is very Muslim, so they probably wouldn't go as far. I mean, I think Malmo, Sweden, is the most um, Muslim city outside of outside of of, of, of the Middle East. Right? It's it's um, it's the most anti-Semitic city as well. Um, so they probably did not ban halal. It was just it was just kosher for some you know oddity. So once again, veal is out. Fagra is out. Um, I, I I did take my kids and and I sort of regret it now. Circus, circus is is where these animals are are uh, you know that that whip, um, and 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 the animals have to do things that are uh, you know just in, incongruous with being an animal. Um, I don't think it's so cool. I really don't think it's so cool. I. I I really, really don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not a, a flaming liberal. I'm a human. So um, I'm. I'm a human. So if you know. So 
you know, I guess I did, I guess I never gave it much thought. But once I did give it thought, I could I could never go to the circus. Yeah, they stopped elephants in the circus. That's true. Did they stop lions? Did they stop tigers? I don't I don't know. They stopped elephants. That that was a ban, at least in the United States. Um, so uh, so yeah, I think circus is also. You know, I, I would boycott a circus with animals. Boycott veal, boycott a foie gras, I would not. Now, the, 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 um, but once again, we're still allowed to, we're still allowed to um, eat meat. So the Torah has given us, um, um, the Torah has given us a mechanism to eat meat. So, so for someone, it, it's, it's, if you don't want to eat meat, that's fine, but I don't think you can tell somebody else not to eat meat, right? Um, if that's your own, you know, like I can't tell someone stop eating veal, and I can't. I stopped eating veal, and I give my reason, but I don't think I don't think you can you can force it upon somebody. Furthermore, furthermore, and this is I'm speaking to you as a person, not as a rabbi. I think you have to be very careful with children. If you bring them up as vegetarians, are they getting enough protein? I've seen in this neighborhood. Um, where they, they um, these kids are really, it's not, the right thing is not happening with these kids. And um, they're not getting enough protein. So, but the Torah, the Torah does allow it. The Torah does allow it. Um, there are certain people who are pescatarians because it it's, um, doesn't feel as, as terrible as taking, um, uh, you know, it's, well, it's interesting to note, however, that fish were not allowed in the Holy Temple. There was no mechanism to offer fish. They offered bullocks and they offered sheep and they offered goats and they offered lambs. They, they, um, and, and they, but they, bulls. They never, ever offered fish. So, you know, for whatever reason, um, it just wasn't, it's not Torah prescribed. I have a couple relatives, close relatives who are pescatarians, only eat fish, but that's, you know, that's a preference, not, nothing to do with halacha. Um, the Torah um, does allow us to eat it, but once again, the, has, the, the Torah placed the mechanism. Part and parcel of the mechanism is that this animal has to be treated with reverence and respect. Okay, it's 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 not to be abused. You're not allowed to abuse an animal. So once again, I I. I um, Caparis, uh, you know, the chickens, Arabium kippa, which is 2,000, 3,000 year old custom. I mean, I mean, this goes back. It's not something that we um, we made up recently, right? Caparis, um, so to me, to me, that all fine until I see mistreatment. If I see someone callous, then I, I'm, I'm just going to walk away. And I have walked away, and for the most part, I've kind of walked away and never come back. Um, it, it's, you have to, you know, it's, it's, and, and, and my point is that, yes, so it's a, it's a minag Yisrael, it's a custom of the Jewish people, and a minag Yisrael is considered Torah, it is considered a mitzvah, etc. But however, doing this mitzvah, you violate a biblical command and mistreat an animal, then what have you gained? Um, what have you gained? I, I don't think you've gained... Um, gained anything because if you mistreat an animal to do a mitzvah and, and and by the way and you find that I think you find that a lot that people 
um, they, 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 um, they can't see the forest for the trees because they're so occupied with doing a mitzvah that they don't realize that they're committing a sin to do the mitzvah or they're not doing the right thing to do a mitzvah. This would be an example of kaparas that I've seen, the chickens before Yom Kippur, where they really, really wasn't the right thing done. Really wasn't the right thing done. Um, and um, and, and I, I walk away. I just walk away. Um, they're, they're um, you know, when when you when you do have a pet and 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 it's not so easy to have a pet by the way because uh, you notice a lot of orthodox jews do not have pets and one of the reasons aside from they have so many jewish holidays and a bunch of you know eight to ten kids who needs a who needs a puppy but aside from that there is certain laws what you're allowed to do in shabbat you're not allowed to do in shabbat so it's difficult but uh, so i was never brought up with a pet for that reason but now we have a pet. My daughter got sick. We have a pet, and I see it completely in a different light. It actually makes me appreciate God and God's creations more. So that's what it's sort of done for me, and I believe it's made me somewhat more of a sensitive uh, person because I've been in contact with a pet, and I and I realize how 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 incredible. How incredible this is so I would encourage anybody to if you don't have a pet to at least visit someone that does have a pet so you can um, just become that much uh, you know the, you become that in tune then in tune um, the Torah also doesn't make it easy to have meat right because you, you, you have to slaughter it you have to check it there's so many things that can go wrong where it's not kosher you can't eat it and then you have to soak um soak it then salt it then rinse it then uh rinse it then soak it then salt it um uh, salt it then soak it uh, i think i got the thing um reversed um and and um you know and then you can only eat this part and that, not that part <laughs> i the torah hasn't the Torah hasn't made it easy. The Torah has um, specifically, you, you're going to do this and you're allowed to do it, but realize it's going to take a lot of effort. And, um, you know, pasta is a lot easier. But um, that, you, that we can't frown because we, we, it is allowed. And, um, and, and, and you make a blessing on, on, the, on, on the meal. And with that, when you eat the meal, you do a mitzvah after the meal, it's all good stuff. Um, thank you for joining us. If you wish to see uh, previous classes, thechaicenter.com forward slash academy, please feel free to share this video. Or um, and, and thank you, Eileen, for inviting Lynn. Um, and and uh, Lynn, we encourage you to invite others and likewise everybody here. All right, God bless, and uh, we, will, we will catch up shortly. Any questions can be left here, or rabbi at thechaicenter.com. God bless. You're welcome, Aline.